When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. just exited the testing chambers that you entered a a few sessions ago and you know that your next destination is uh, a forest a couple of days away called the forest of worms w-y-r-m-s not (laughs) (laughs) w-o-r-m-s i would be pretty mad about the forest of w-o-r-m-s yeah i would would too come on (laughs) um so yeah you know your that's your next destination it's about a two days journey um and yeah, you go outside and you uh, plunge back into the sun, uh, into the light of day, and uh, you make your descent from the mountains. And in between the mountains and the forest, there is kind of a hilly area. And past that hilly area is a forest called the Reaching Woods. And these woods are known to be pretty peaceful, and you think it would be a great place to set up camp for the night. Um and yeah, you're climbing back down the mountains. You uh, start to voyage into these hills between the mountains and the trees. There's a beautiful sunset to the which <laughs> the west. Is that where the sun, sun sets? I don't remember. The sun does set in the west. Okay, yeah. rises in the east and sets in the west. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a sunset over to the west. I don't know which way that is in orientation to you. But um, there's a slow decline as you are walking down these mountains, and it's uh, forgiving on your legs after climbing up and down a mountain range for a few days. And the wind is coming and going as you travel over these highs and lows of the hills, and it brings a cool breeze. And on your way, uh, Nori is getting a little bored, and uh, he says, So, how did you guys end up together anyway? Well... Uh, 
Juilliard, I, actually, no, you're right, you're right. Kitsa, you can take this one. Oh, me? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I guess it all started when I was at home. Oh. Um, so I was helping my dad wash the dishes. And, <laughs> um, yeah. Here we go. And, you know, so I was helping him wash the dishes, and then I went outside, and then I went in the forest, then I got lost in the forest, and then there was an owl, and then I almost hit the owl, but I didn't hit the owl, and I put some concrete together, and then there was a tree that I watered, and I did something in a house, and there was things in the house. Wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait, wait. Dartle is your dad? What? No. Yes, no. absolutely, yes. No. Uh, grand, no. Granddad, to be precise. That's not absolutely. accurate or true at all. Um, and then when I came oh. home the next morning, oh, there were fairy lights. I forgot to mention the fairy lights. It was Salune. Um, I came home the next morning and then there was a letter for me and then I went to a place and then I saw this guy who was nice, who was sitting at a table and then they were there. Wow. Yeah. So how did you guys get there? He wasn't like nice, nice. He's one of those nices where he acts like you're annoying him <laughs> and uh, wants you to leave, but doesn't because they want you to stay. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've met anyone like that before. I've met a lot of people like that. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So with us, um, I blew up a tower. I gained like 450 years of age. And they went to a tavern. I interrupted some girl's bachelorette party. And then Juilliard gave a performance on a stage. You aged 400 years? That's what happens when you do drugs. Don't do drugs ever, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Way to just throw me under the bus. Dartle does not do drugs. He does magic. Is that what the kids are calling it it these days? (laughs) When you say it like that, I guess it's sort of incriminating. Um, Yes, I... uh, It's a long, ugly story, but yes, I'm actually like 20 years old. 21. Wow. You don't look 21 years old. Thank you. Thank you, Nori. (laughs) Your parents did a good job raising you on (laughs) that, Frendo. Wait, Dartle, did did Dartle ever tell us that, or have we known that this whole time? I don't don't know. I think so. Actually, yeah, I guess it's a fun little moment. All right, I'm gonna. All right, guys. Um, there's something I've been meaning to tell you guys. Is it that thing that you just <clears throat> told Nori? That uh, yes, I, I told Nori first. So I'm actually, uh, and I know I'm 490 years old. I'm actually 20. Uh, that's the story. Wait, Kitsa, did you not realize that he's he's only 20? I, he's old. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but have you talked to the guy? I mean, he's clearly 20. <laughs> I mean, the first thing... Great. Nora, you want to know I'm, how I'm... I met this guy? I walked into a room and I saw the oldest gnome I had ever seen in my life. And I could just tell that this man was 20. Like, I was so obvious. Like, you know... You knew was... it from the start? Well, yeah. I mean, so when he first went in, right? <laughs> Nori's rolling insight hard right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course I knew from the start. I mean, it wasn't that hard to figure out. I mean... Gosh, have you ever seen a 200-year-old gnome order a drink? It's not like, a, you know, an, an embarrassing <laughs> process, you know? The gnome goes up, he throws gold in the counter, he says, and the bartender just knows what he wants. <laughs> Why is that your impression of 
startle. It's meh. Does that what I sound it, like to you guys? I mean, that's no, kind of no, what you sound it's, like, Dartle. It's, it's not what you sound like because when you ordered a drink, you fumbled with your ID for 300 minutes. <laughs> I was watching the entire time. I was like, there is no way that this man has ordered a drink before. And then it clicked me that there must be some shenaniganery going on. So I talked to him and I was, you know, just kind of just trying to see where he's at. And he told me about kind of who he was and what his interests were. And I was like, you know what? There's no way that this is a 200-year-old gnome. I'm sorry. A 200-year-old gnome is, like, into, like, knitting and, like, carving wood, you know? This guy was talking to me about some place called New Jersey and some dude named Joey Wheeler. (laughs) I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Wait, why did you never tell me this? You never share it. Like, you have so much time. You could have told me you were actually 20. You could have told me he was actually 20. I mean, I didn't realize you didn't know. You know, like I said, it was just something that I kind of accepted once I first met him. I was like, this I is just a straight up was not paying attention. I think what what it should be said here is it's a lot to assume that I'm actually 20. You know, it's not every day you meet someone who's aged 470 years. Uh, and also, it should also be noted. It should also be noted that I probably never mentioned it because you know when you get to be my age, your your memory starts to go a little bit. So. Uh, nothing personal. I'll uh, next time I age a uh, few centuries, I will be sure to let you guys know officially. Would you just die? Okay, you know, you know that's okay, guys. I mean, it's <laughs> hard. Continue walking. <laughs> it's hard to find a more official like benchmark in terms of aging than just straight up dying. You know, so I guess in that sense we will know. Age doesn't matter, Juilliard. You can die at any time. I am wait, Juilliard. How old are you again? Uh, man, I haven't been keeping track of my birthday since I got to the monastery. I think I'm, I think I'm 22 now. Yeah, wait, what okay. What season is it? I Dude, I don't know seasons. I fall asleep randomly. I think I'm 22. <laughs> 22 sounds right. Okay, so I, I'm still older than kids on the inside. Should we, like, that, we should, I've still you heard don't know how old it, I so, am. I mean, how old are you? Don't worry about it. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> I'm 13. Oh, 13. You act you I thought you'd be taller. Um <clears throat> So, <laughs> so you you met a guy from. at the at the place. What what happened after that? Oh, is it <clears throat> me still? It's still I, I it's still you. You were all there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, kids is, you, the kids you're the best at telling stories um sometimes. <laughs> okay. Certainly the best at detail. <laughs> Darla like high fives Juilliard <laughs> trying so hard to remember what happened immediately after that um, we were Darla's brain got f- fried like 300 years ago so don't look at me Yeah, the guy uh, gave us an assignment remember we had yeah, to go we through a assignment. dungeon very similar to the Tarbalty dungeon to prove that we were worthy of joining the guild yeah, and that's when we all learned a lot about animal cruelty. That's for sure. Yes. Animal when, cruelty? Yeah. Yeah, they they were holding a dragon as like a, a like hostage in a cave. And we were supposed to save it. And it was like chained up. It was not great. It was not great. It was a very traumatic experience for me. Well, yeah. was That's actually... So we became teammates when we took on that cave. We became friends when we complained about the dragon abuse. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good... Yeah. Well, was the dragon okay? 
Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, yeah, it was great. We flew it all the way back to Ricky and Vicky. Oh, my goodness. It was so fun. Yeah, Who's... the second seemed pretty fine, but I feel like there's a lot of conversations we need to have with the HR of um, the Guild of the Three Heroines. Um, just because, like, a person says they're okay with something doesn't mean that's, like, good standard business practices. Oh, yeah, maybe okay. Kitsa, maybe Kitsa is older than me on the inside. <laughs> well, are are the people at the guild of the three heroines are they nice? Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of really fun teammates. Um, my favorite guild member who outside of our team is a guy named Clumpton. I haven't seen the guy in like twenty episodes, but boy, is he he's a real humdinger. I'll tell you what. Do you think that yeah. maybe I could join someday? Maybe if you get a mysterious letter in the mail. <gasps> yeah, I actually you know, don't honestly, know that the guild takes applicants. I think they just kind of find you. It's one of those things. Dartle like elbows <laughs> Juilliard. Of course you will. You know, just follow your dreams because you never know when you'll be too old to chase them. All right, kid. You know, that's not realistic. Wow, like, that, that was pretty depressing. Life, but... Like trying to chase down something that he can't <laughs> attain. It's just a waste of time, you know? Like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> What? I'm not gonna lie to a 13 year old. I mean, like, I'm gonna lie to a 13 year old. Thank you. Sheesh. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess we're having this conversation in front of the poor kid. I mean, I mean yeah, you're traveling in a unit, so yeah. He's just like, what? oh, he's reconsidering joining the guild. He's like, this is the lunatics I have for coworkers. <laughs> okay, so you're continuing this conversation. Um, for a few hours as you make it to the edge of the reaching woods and nori the whole way there is getting more sleepy and more sleepy and it's very adorable Mm -hmm. um so you head inside these woods and the moonlight is uh out now and it's shining through the trees and the branches and it lights your way um and after walking for a little bit Uh, In these woods, you find a nice flat spot that would be a great place to set up camp. You haven't really seen anything else uh, in these woods besides nature and bugs and whatnot. So, yeah, this uh, is a pretty good place to settle down for the night. Well, excellent. Uh, Dartle is going to fall asleep standing up. Uh, Nori, like, immediately gets out his bedroll and he... I don't know what a bedroll looks like. Is it just a sleeping bag? Yeah, it's, it's like a roll. It's like a mat okay. bed. Like a sleeping okay. Like, okay, so he, he gets on it then, and he says, Tell me a story. <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, God. Yes. I love this kid. He's so cute. Uh, I don't have any good bedtime stories. Most of my stories are kind of of the, like, hack and slash variety, so... I, could, I, I got this one. Dartle's going to like wake up a little bit and like, all right, Nori, you ready for this one? Grandpa uh-huh. Dartle story time. <laughs> it's like a little rainbow pops out of my storybook. <laughs> um, so today we're learning, uh, we're going to be having the story of the young boy in the mountain. All right. Okay. So once upon a time, there was a young boy at the bottom of a mountain and he wanted to climb to the top of the mountain. He worked really hard and trained, and he made his way up rocks and through forests and battling all sorts of dangers. Um, and then once he got near the top, a big storm drummed up and washed him all the way back down again. And do you know what he did, Nori? No, what did he do? 
he went back up the mountain. And then, and then a snowstorm happened, and then the avalanche took them all the way back down to the bottom of the mountain. And do you know what he did, Nori? Did he go back up the mountain? He went back up the mountain again. And he kept doing this. And the, after many, many years, he was an, an old man, and he finally gets to the top of the mountain. He sat atop of it when he found a young boy. He looked a lot like him when he was his age. And he's like, well, here are you. And the young boy says, well, I'm the boy who lives at the top of the mountain. And I drum up stores, storms to, to wash people down the mountain and to keep them from getting to the top. Uh, and the young boy, who's now an old man, said, well, why did you do that? And the young boy said, well, I mean, where would be the fun in that if uh, it was easy? And there's a metaphor in there somewhere. And then Dartle falls asleep. Yeah, Nori's out. <laughs> he just fucking... first watch. <laughs> Darnold and Nori have been asleep. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's all alone. Poor kid, so it's just like, all right, guys. <laughs> all right, so yeah, now it's time for you guys to go to bed, and Kitsa takes the first watch. I guess that's a system that we've been doing this time, that, this whole time that we haven't really defined, but sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, you get a peaceful night of rest, and everyone take... A long rest. So you are back up to full for everything. Yay. Full for everything. All 12 of Dartle's hits points are all back. All two of my spell slots. And my axe. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lord of the Sorry. Rings. All right. That was, that was so good. <laughs> all right. Uh, I need an axe now. I don't actually have one. Okay. So, after a peaceful night of sleep, the sun begins to peek through the trees around you, and you get up and you get ready for your day's journey uh, headed to the Forest of Worms. And there is a stream nearby, so you're able to refill your water skins and whatever else you need to do in a stream uh, and to get ready for the day. And do you, does anyone have any business to attend to before you get going? Um, I'm going to pray and, like, quote, quote, prepare my spells for the day. Okay. As I do every day. Yes. It's good to be prepared. I'm going to, uh, wash my gray skin in the stream, and uh, I'm going to go over to Nori and ask him how he slept. <sighs> I slept so good, Mr. Dartle. <laughs> Mr. Dartle, oh, my heart's going to explode. <laughs> so How did cute. you sleep? Uh, uh, I, f I slept just fine. You know, I had a dream about climbing a mountain. I know it came from. It was awesome. It sounds pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, Juilliard just been like, he, he meditated throughout the night. And then once people started waking up, he started playing a, a gentle melody on his flute that matched the woodland atmosphere which i will not recreate with mouth noises because that would be Damn. horrible <laughs> i would no please please i mean like what do you want me to do like whistle badly into my mic like <laughs> yes <laughs> this is this is why i like having a podcast <laughs> can't make noises like these off a podcast <laughs> you can't this is a podcast only oh sound effects God. 
Everyone knows you're not living if you're not recording yourself, so... <laughs> they don't let just anyone make these noises. <laughs> Only I can make oh. myself look like an idiot. Do you know how much experience you have to get before you're allowed to do ASMR legally? <laughs> oh my goodness. We should not have a DMV ASMR podcast. Oh my god. Do it. I'm sure it doesn't exist yet. Um. <laughs> okay, so... You begin on your journey, and you're walking through this forest. And you walk for about an hour or two, and the walk is calm and peaceful as it was whenever you first entered. And the shade overhead is a really a nice change from the harshness of the desert sun from the past few days. And uh, Nori always trails just a little bit behind the three of you, like always appreciating the nature and the wildlife and just like taking note of things. Um, stopping to smell the flowers, if you will. And... Uh, as you're walking, you spot a little clearing ahead of you, similar to the one that you spent the night in, but uh, before you reach it, something bursts on the ground in front of you, and all four of you are suddenly looking at and inhaling a thick, heavy, yellow smoke, and it burns in your lungs as you breathe, <laughs> and everyone roll a constitution saving throw. Constitution. That's a nine. Is is this against magic, perhaps? No. Um, um, Juilliard got an eleven for a con saving throw. Okay. <gasps> That's not great. That is an eight. That's a low roll on the die. Remember, kids, in this time of coronavirus, the only healthy thing that you can put into your lungs is air. Inside air. So this this smoke that you're inhaling, it's it's burning your lungs, and you feel all the energy that you had before. You had just woken up, and it was a really great night's sleep, but all of that energy that you had after that long night of rest just suddenly gets sucked out of you. You feel extremely exhausted and sluggish, and as this is happening, two masked figures drop right in front of you. One is short and stout, and the other is a regular humanoid size. And a third masked figure appears up in a tree branch behind the two of them. And all three of them are wearing black over their entire bodies to conceal their identity, except for an emblem on their chest. And you recognize this emblem? It's the one that Andy showed you before you left. It's the emblem of the group that broke into the guild that was searching for the orb. and. One of them kind of gets all up in your face and he shouts, Where is it? Roll initiative. All right. Juilliard got a 13. Dartle got a 6. That is the second 5 I've rolled today. <laughs> Out of two rolls? <laughs> yeah, I rolled a 5 on the dice twice. <laughs> um, Kitsa got a non-natural 20. Okay, and now excuse me as I roll for four characters. Um, okay, so they all pull out their weapons, getting ready to fight, and uh, Kitsa, it is your turn to go first. Okay, there's four of them? There's three of them. There's four of you. Oh, yeah, got it. Okay. Um, I am going... Can I... They, do they look like human-ish, or...? Yes, they're all humanoid in stature, 
but one of them is just much shorter than the others. Okay. Ooh. If they're near each other, I will attempt to shatter all of them. What's the what's the distance on that? I believe it's a twenty foot cu- or radius. Let me see. Um, ten foot radius sphere centered on a point. Okay, so you can get the uh, the two in front of you, but you can't get the the guy in the tree. Okay, I will settle for that, and both of them need to make Constitution saving throws. Okay. Constitution saving throw. Okay, so for the taller one on the ground, that is an eight. And for the shorter one on the ground, that is a 22. Okay, so the 22 succeeds, the eight fails. Um, so 3d8. I'm just going to tell you what you what they are real quick so I can keep a hold on them um the the one that just failed the roll is a rogue um the one that's up in the tree is a ranger and the one that is short is a fighter okay so the 20 damage is the total so whoever succeeded on the save takes 10 damage okay and the other one takes 20 i have (laughs) okay so the one that succeeded which is the the fighter the short guy uh takes 10 okay and the other one takes um 20 you said yeah damn that's really good yeah i rolled well and i upcast it so that was 48 okay so yeah you when they jump in front of you your immediate reaction is to uh shatter them and um what what exactly does that spell do what's the effect Yeah, so a sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of choice within range, um, and it's like thunder damage. So it's like, you know the, in a movie when someone gets hit by like a concussion grenade and there's that like, noise? Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. Gotcha. Okay. So since the cast is, the spell is not cast on the rest of you, you just kind of hear a muffled like rumbling sound but to them it's just this loud crash and they hold their ears because it, you know it's loud <laughs> it's thunder damage um so next up in the lineup is uh the fighter mr short and stout and what is he gonna do he is going to throw a hand axe at you Kitsa, for mm-hmm. making him hear that terrible noise so he chucks it at you, and that is a 19. Does that hit? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, all right, so he's going to do 10 damage to you. Oof. Slashing damage. And uh, next up is Nori, who is going to... I think it's Nori. Yeah, next up is Nori, who is going to throw the, the tried-and-true ice knife at the guy. It has a 60-feet range, so he's going to... I throw it at the guy in the tree. That is a plus two. That definitely does not hit. Um, but Mr. Ranger still has to do a DC uh, dex save. So Nori, just kind of freaked out by everything he is seeing, flings an ice knife uh, in a direction. And hopefully to the... Uh, 
the guy in the tree, but he misses, and the uh, the ranger also saves. So Nori does not do any damage. So now it is back to... Uh, I can't read. Juilliard. Um, is there any opportunity for a sneak attack, given the fact that they were all, like, stunned by a magical flashbang? Um... What is the exact wording for a sneak attack? Um, once per turn, you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack uh, with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have advantage on the attack roll. You don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy on the target is within 5 feet of it. That enemy is incapacitated and you don't have disadvantage on the attack rolls. So it's saying you have to have advantage on it in order to do it? Yeah, so, so I guess like it... Would I have advantage given the flashbang, I suppose? Um, okay, yeah, I'll allow it. Hey, um, so... They're disoriented for sure, so, yeah. Okay, so, um, once the, um, engagement started, um, and the smoke was launched, um, Juilliard darted to the side of the, of, like, into the woods, so he was a little bit out of sight and, like, not super focused on. Um, and so for this uh, round, he's going to come out of the brush to the side of the man who threw the axe at uh, his dear friend and compatriot, Kitsa. Um, and he is going to just completely um, sucker punch the guy with his brass knuckles. Um, so, uh, uh, Which one? Sorry. Uh, the one that threw the hand axe. Okay, so the short one, the fighter. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's the hit with the brass knuckles. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, and then the damage, and then another extra d6 for the sneak attack. Oh boy, okay, so that did 13 damage with that one punch. Dang, and you described it pretty well, I'd say. Sneak up on him and get him right in the, in the kisser. Yeah, hopefully um, he got some air from that one. That's a 13 damage punch. <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of imagining him, like, getting some lift off of the ground and going, oh. But, I mean, also, this guy is really motion. short, and you're really tall, so, like. Oh, I'm probably punching down on him then. Yeah, so would probably just collapsed him. Just falling on him. Um, okay. Is that your turn? Yes, it is. All right. So, next up is uh, the rogue. Who is going to attack you, Juilliard, with... He's kind of a special boy, so I have to, like, look up what all he can do. Ooh, special boy. Um, he is going to cast a spell on you. Um, oh, damn, and make him his? Damn, that, that reference didn't land as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, a it's a musical reference. It's a musical reference. A little bit uh, of a stretch. What is that song? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to sing it. Anyway, whatever. I cast a spell on you, and now you're mine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's gonna cast shocking grasp on you. The shocking grasp. Do I have to? I don't have to roll to hit, right? Um, there's probably a saving throw attached to it. Oh wait, no, no, no. Uh, I have an advantage on attack roll. Are you wearing armor made of metal? Nope. No. Okay. So just a regular hit then, and that would be plus. Spell casting, which would be 11. That probably doesn't hit, right? Nope. All right. Well, he fucked his turn up. So, uh, yeah, he tries to shoot lightning at you, but uh, instead of, he, th you know, he thought you were going to take air, 
but you didn't. You you went down instead. <laughs> uh, so his his shocking grasp missed you. Um, so now it is to Mr. Ranger up in the tree, and he is going to use his longbow to try to snipe you, Juilliard. Um, so that is... 17 does that hit um it does um let's see i think i need you to okay yeah, so roll the damage for that and then i'm gonna have something to do with that that arrow um okay he's actually gonna do a multi-attack so he's gonna shoot two at you okay uh i'm not sure how those these two abilities interact um well okay so this one was a 12 so does that hit um it does not hit no okay so so only the first one gets to you um so the damage for that is eight eight damage (laughs) okay so uh juilliard um sees the first arrow coming he's gonna use a key point to use um the ability to deflect missile um and so how this works i haven't used this i don't think i've used this ability um with all of us together so i'll explain how it works um you can use your reaction to deflect or catch a missile when you are hit by a ranged weapon attack. When you do so, the damage you take from the attack is reduced by 1d10 plus 7. If you reduce damage to 0 and have a free hand, you can spend one key point to make a ranged attack, as with a monk weapon, with a range of 20 by 60. I forgot you had this. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> So you take dam- no damage. Yeah. So since it's 8. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So by default, uh, I won't even have to roll for that. So uh, now I can... Juilliard catches the arrow, uh, spins on a heel, and throws it back at him as if it is a spear. Um, and I guess I need to roll. And you're to... able to do all this in one turn? Yep, just by spending a key point, because the DM didn't realize that I'm invulnerable uh, to arrows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, so what do you have to do for that? Um, so I think it would just be the damage and the ability to hit, I think, is just based on what my normal attack would be with like a ranged weapon so i think the hit pc are all the same um so let me roll for that just to make sure that it hits them yeah um i got a 12 to hit him with that no that does not hit him you had a really cool move going but you like had a misstep at the very last second and you like you twirled around and then you kind of tripped a little bit so you flung it in the wrong direction (laughs) okay um, cool. So that's that. And now we are on to Dartle. All right. Um, I am going to get out my trusty uh, Chill Touch cantrip. Gotcha. And I'm going to send the, the Skella boy straight towards that ranger um, okay. because theoretically he could snipe me without uh, having to go through our resident tank first. And so he poses a big threat to me. Right. Um, so I'm going to make a ranged spell attack. That's going to 20 non, uh, non-natural. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits. All right. Um, and then we're going to do the damage. That's 10 damage. Nice. All right. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the chill touch is just a skeleton hand and it, what does it do? Like, just um, explain he- it for me. Describe <laughs> it to me. So the the uh, the actual D and D definition is um, 
Uh, you make a skeletal hand in the space of uh, a creature, and it clings to the target until the end of the next turn. As long as the skeletal hand is clinging to the target, it cannot regain uh, hit points. Um, also, if it's undead, it gains disadvantage on attack rolls against me. So it looks like as I'm getting my old gray hands and I'm necromancing a skeletal hand, which goes, goes up in the tree, grabs the ranger, and holds him. And uh, Dardless hoping really, really, really hard that he's not scaring Nori because all of my magic is scary. <laughs> Um, when, when Darnold does this, Juilliard takes a breath from the combat and is like, yes, I love the skeleton hand. It's so dope. It's so cool. <laughs> it looks really cool. Um, okay, cool. Uh, um, like I, like most of Darnold's attacks could be freeze framed into a really bad metal album cover. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Juilliard has like a run the jewels song stuck in his head while he's fighting at all times. So it works out. <laughs> yeah. I've got Cleveland's Clearwater revival stuck in my head. I wonder who's fault. <laughs> Your old ass is listening to fortunate son on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, and just to remind all of you, again, you're you're all feeling very exhausted and very sluggish, and Dartle, you, uh, like, a lot more so. You don't know how much longer you're going to be able to, to carry this out, but now we're back up to Kitsa. Okay. Um, who has been the most damaged? Um, percentage-wise, or, like, who has the most, who has the, the, the most hit points or least hit points? I mean, I'd like to know who has the least hit points, but it's whatever you're willing to share. Who um, looks the worst? Um, or probably the me, the um the fighter, the short fighter, has uh been hit the most. I'll say that. Okay, um, he's been hit the hardest so far. I yeah, am gonna look at that guy and point. Okay. And okay. um. Everyone hears this loud bong noise, and I okay. cast Toll the Dead on them, and they need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, wisdom is not this boy's strong suit. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, a flashbang and, like, a hit by a dragon giant to the face with the brass knuckles will usually ring your bell pretty hard. That's a four. Yeah, yeah that fails. Um, and <laughs> yeah, this. Because he's already taken damage, I do D12s instead of D8s. Jesus, you guys are buffing up. <laughs> Ooh, he takes 13 um, necrotic damage. Dang, all right. Okay, I see you. <laughs> That's a cantrip. And... <laughs> That's so broken. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. Um, I get two spell slots, man. Two whole spell slots. So it's like, so they hear this this bong noise, and then suddenly this guy just, like, decays? Is that what happens? Um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I will put myself between Nori and the fighters if I've not done so already. Nori's in the back. He's behind all of you. Okay. Um, as per usual. Um. Cool. So now it is to, it's to Nori, actually. And Nori's going to try again with the ice knife. Keep uh, chucking them, water boy. Yeah, keep chucking the ice knives um, at Mr. Ranger up there. 
And that is, ooh, oh, just under uh, what he needed to hit as a 15. Um, but Mr. Ranger is going to take a deck saving throw with a DC of 10. Oh god, that's a natural 20. Um, so yeah, again, Nori is still oh. kind of spooked and he tries he's trying to regain himself, trying to regain himself and he uh throws another ice knife, but it doesn't work again. He throws it in the wrong direction. Hello everyone. Welcome back. I hope you guys are having a good day and that your turnip harvest this week in Animal Crossing were as plentiful as mine. I had turnip prices of 510 today, which is the highest I've ever had. It was amazing. Uh, but <laughs> enough about that. Let's get into our announcements for today. Not much new here for us uh, this week. We recently finished up our last dice giveaway on our Instagram account, so make sure that you're following both of our socials on Instagram and Twitter if you don't want to miss out on any future giveaways because I know we're going to be doing more in the future. And uh, some great D&D memes. Amelia has been uh, spitting fire recently on our Instagram, and it's been great to watch these, uh, to look at these memes go up on our page. <laughs> um, you can find our store at merch.guildfellows.com. As normal, we have stuff with our new uh, crust on it, so go buy that, get a sticker, get a shirt, you know, support us. <laughs> if you want to. You can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash guildfellows if you feel like supporting us monetarily. We love all the support we get from you guys, and this is just a way to take it the extra step if you can or if you want, you know? Don't feel like you need to, because you definitely don't, because we know it's hard times for everyone. So don't don't feel obligated, of course. As always, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform so we can grow. We prefer that you rate us five stars. You don't have to, I guess, but like, we got a pretty good track record going right now and it would be really a shame to see that uh, dip down any lower. So uh, I'll nudge you to go the five star route, but you know, it, whatever's in your heart, whatever you're feeling. Our next episode will be out on May 20th. This is going to be, this episode is the last episode of the Deliverance arc, which is very uh, exciting because after that, we're in the finale, baby. We're in finale, t finale territory now. Uh, but between seasons one and two, after we finish up with the finale, we're going to be doing a few transition episodes, which will include a few one shots with some guest stars and a Q&A episode. So you can send us any questions uh, that you want us to talk about on that episode. You can send those through our socials if you want to tweet us or message us on Instagram or whatever. Or you can join our Discord, which uh, the link to join that will be on our socials somewhere. But yeah, we'd love to see you there. It's a fun little community we've got going so far. But thank you all again so much. We love you with all of our hearts. You guys are the greatest community out there. Uh, stay safe, and I will see you next time. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcasts, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So now it is back to... Mr. Short Fighter. So he is going to do a multi-attack on... Oh man, I don't know if I should do that. I might kill one of you. <laughs> um, um, I mean, bring it on. I mean, whatever. Like, if you think you can. Things you love to hear your DM say. Um, we got uh, we got death saves, and I'm sure someone's got stabilized. Juliard, have you been hit yet? Uh, pff, I feel like I don't want to answer that, but yeah, I know I have not been hit yet. I've got full HP. All right, yeah. Uh, he's gonna do a multi attack, and with this guy's multi attack, he gets three melee weapon attacks. Um, well, actually, he threw one of his hand axes, so he only has one. So, only a regular two, uh, two melee weapon attacks. Wait, so Um, do I have the hand axe he threw in my arm? I mean, it's, like, on the ground. You haven't, uh, said anything to say, oh, I pick it up or whatever. Um. Yeah, but, like, finders keepers. But he has a moving speed of 35 feet, so, sorry, I keep retconning myself, but, um... Yeah, he's going to pick up his axe and he's going to do the, the three melee weapon attacks because I forgot you can move when you're doing combat in D&D. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that's a natural one for the first hand axe. So uh, that misses. He's he's swinging at you, Juilliard. Um, so he misses with one. Um, the second one is a 23. So I'm guessing that hits. Uh, yeah, I have a kind of a question mark on that, that natural one, though. I feel like that would probably, I mean, like, I don't know. You're the DM. Never mind. Keep going. It was only, like, his, what do you mean? Why are you confused? Well, I'm not confused, but it's just, like, if you're doing a multi-attack and your first attack is a nat one, I feel like, (laughs) I don't know. It just feels, that feels just, like, really anticlimactic. No, you roll every time. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Keep going. Okay, so the second one's a 23, so it definitely hits you, and I'll just roll for, uh... So, so the way his multi-attack works is he has two hand axes and uh, spiked armor. Um, his spiked armor is black because that's how I described it earlier. So yeah, I guess he just fucking hugs you <laughs> with it. I don't know. Body um, check, maybe? Yeah, body check. Um, I mean, he can hug, but you know. Yeah. To each their own. And that one is an 18 to hit. Does yeah, that they, hit? Yeah, they both hit. All righty. So, the first one, the the axe does, oh man, that's 10 damage with the axe. And then with the spiked armor, that is 5, so 15 total. Ouch. Yeah, so he uh, he has two hand axes and he swings one at you and you're dexterous enough to, to get out of the way, but the other one... Nicks you across, like, the chest, and then uh, he, like, slams on you with his arm, with, like, his elbow or something, and uh, body checks you with his spiked armor, and that doesn't feel good. Then he's really short, so it only gets, like, your leg or something. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's his turn. And now we are on to... Oh, I did him and Nori out of order. That's fine. 
The next is Juilliard. Now it's you. All right. Uh, none too pleased about this development. Um, yeah. So he's wearing. Is he? I'm guessing his spikes are made of metal, right? Yes. Okay. Well, do with this as what you will. You asked me about it earlier, and since I'm using a lightning attack this time, I mean, make whatever calculations you need to. But he's just gonna use his breath weapon to start, cause like fuck all of that spike nonsense. Yeah. Um, so to uh, he's gonna use his breath weapon, which has a dex saving throw DC of 13. So if he's able to make that. Okay, dex save, 13, that's uh, 19, so he saves. Okay, so he takes half damage on whatever I roll. Okay, gotcha. Surprisingly, he's not terrible at dexterity. Okay, uh, well, I rolled for six damage, so he takes three. Not a stellar gotcha. use of breath weapon, but... Cool. So, yeah, after he angers you, you blow a little bit of static at him but not really enough to to give him more than like a static shock <laughs> um like a really strong static shock but still just just static <laughs> um so if that is your turn it's now to the rogue who's going to attack dartle boo, boo, boo. Oh. <laughs> and he is just gonna use he's gonna come up on you and use a dagger he's just gonna try to stab you man i'm gonna duck right under it i'm like two feet tall here we oh, go. i'm gonna duck uh-huh. oh man yeah your <laughs> ducking worked because that's an that's an eight <laughs> uh, he's like hey yeah yeah faster than they look shunny boy <laughs> Donald's a master of the sleeping fist <laughs> all right that's pretty funny um okay so that's his turn yeah he tries to come up to you and stab you but uh you you duck and you duck straight out of the way um so that's him and now it is to you dartle um question yes do you think um if i would use my vampiric touch wait no it's my... not you it's not you sorry it's the ranger i have seven Never initiatives mind. on on here so i'm it's hard for me to see which one's next you're doing um, amazing sweetie thank you i think you're so great thank hannah you. rob why aren't you complimenting me <laughs> I can't believe Rob's gonna die at the end of the session. Yeah, yeah rock crazy. rocks fall. Um. Oh man. No, I'm not gonna do that. He's gonna do another multi attack at. Let's say. Let's go with Dartle. So he's gonna shoot two arrows at you. And that first one is also an eight. So you just have some sort of weird, like, fucking aura around you, Dartle, that, that, moment. that is keeping these sharp objects away from you. I'm, I mean, he really is a small target. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, small moving target. Um, and the second one, that is a 13. Does that hit? That does hit. I don't have mage armor right now. All right. So with that, he misses one, but then he snipes you and in like the shoulder with the other one. Oh man, and he does 12 damage. Who? Ow. So now it's to you, Dartle. <laughs> Alright, um, question. Do you think Vampiric Touch would get me back some of the energy as I siphon the life force out of these guys? Um, what does, what, what is the text of the spell? Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, let's see. Make a melee spell attack against a creature within your reach. 
On a hit, the target takes 3d6 necrotic damage, and you regain hit points equal to half the damage of necrotic damage dealt. Um, it says the touch of your shadowy hand can siphon life force from others to heal your wounds. I'm guessing it just means HP, but I was wondering if, if you'd throw me a bone. <laughs> for what? What else would you need to be healed for? Uh, the exhaustion that's creeping up? No, that the... that would be like a condition saving deal, so uh... no. Very fair point. Well, I'm I'm losing. I'm bleeding now, so I have to cast it anyway. Yeah. So go uh, for it. Go. On which one? Um. So it's got to be melee range. So who's all in melee range right now? Um. So I kind of am imagining this, like, four of you, the or the the five of you, the three of you, and then the the two guys on the ground are all really close to each other because you're in like a forest path. So you're not, you're not like very spread out or anything. Um, so in theory, I could run up to any of them. Yeah, and swipe so uh, you could get either of the ones on the ground, and not the not the ranger in the tree. Uh, which is the one who's closer to death? Who's on the ground? Um, they're about the same. All right, I'm gonna take the. Um, I'm going to take out the fighter then. Okay, go for it. All right, so that's going to be um, spell attack. Da, 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 da. Roll a d20. Is it a save? It's a 21. You... Okay, to hit? Yeah, that hits. All right. And then that is going to be 3d6s. Oh, man. Big money. Ooh, that's 11, right on average. Nice. All right. Um. And then I am going to gain. So it says half of that back in HP. So is that be six? Round? Six. Six. Yep. All right, you got it. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure I've been rounding up. So. Um, Sweet. Do, 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 All right. Number minus eleven. You said. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, Dartle. Yes. After you throw your spell, even though you feel like. After you feel a little bit of reinvigoration after you are uh, healed, mm -hmm. this gas that you in inhaled, it gets the best of you, and you finally, you pass out. You oh, are, are you kidding me? You are unconscious. I should have started with Vampiric Touch. I could, I, you can use that at the beginning of every turn. Ugh. Man, I didn't have enough time to animate that. That would have taken too long. Wait, so did you kill the fighter? No. Okay. No one's dead yet. Gotcha. Oh lord. Um. I, I still have all my HP on the ground though, right? So yeah. My... So you're you're not okay. like you're not at one HP. You're not down because you were KO'd. Uh, you you are just you're asleep essentially. It's all right. So someone does thirty-one damage. I'm still fine then. So we're doing great. I have a question about the smoke. Uh yeah. What's your question? I, I have two questions about the smoke. One. Okay. Do the bad guys seem to be affected by it? They are wearing masks, so you don't know. Oh, how very on brand. Um, and <laughs> is this smoke, like, throughout this entire forest or just in this area? You can tell that this was a trap that someone had set. So it just kind of exploded in front of you once you tripped on, like, a pressure plate or something. Or tripped and a wire. How much of this area is covered in smoke? Um, a lot of it is dissipated. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't know what you're trying to get at. I'm trying to say how far away would I have to move to be out of the smoke? Uh, well, it's mostly gone. It, okay. They're like, yeah, it, 
it's not going to be a thing where if you move away from it, you're going to be Got less it. effective. You're Like, it's already in your system. So, we are back at the top of the round, and it is Kitz's turn. Cool. So, I just saw Dartle pass out. Yes. Um... I mean, really, that's normal. Like, I don't know if Kitsu would know it's from combat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. The one that's in the tree, I will use my action to Eldritch Blast it. Okay. Three plus three, six. Okay, so that's a 15. A 15 does not hit. Okay. Then I will use my bonus action to cast Misty Stuff. Okay. And I am going to try um, kind of 30 feet laterally into the forest, teleport myself, so that way if I pass out, they can't immediately see where I am. Okay. So, Uh, like, describe where you are. Where are you in relation to everything? So, like, we're on a forest path, yeah? Yes, and in front of you is, like, a clearing. Got it. That you so, didn't quite reach. Yeah, so like, um, I would say if I'm facing f- toward the clearing and they're facing yes. away from the clearing. Yes. If you went about like 30 degrees or 60 degrees, 60 degrees, okay, from where I am to my left in the forest among the greenery of the leaves, trying to find some place where I can just sort of hide a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. And I just teleport instantly. Okay. So I'm a little bit behind them. Right. Got you. I got you. Yeah. Yes. So that way, like, if they immediately look, they don't really, like, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. That's what I do. And that's your turn? Yep. All right, well, similar to Dartle, Kitsa, you feel this smoke that has been invading your lungs. Oh, wait, can I add one thing on? Yes. I shove the bag of holding, like, down my shirt. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Like, actually, yeah, because I'm wearing, like, a little, like, shirt and skirt thing, so, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> um, alrighty, then, um... Yeah, so similar to what Dartle experienced, you this this smoke that was invading your lungs takes over and uh, seeps, saps, sucks all the the rest of the life that was in you out of you, all the energy. I shouldn't say life; you're not dead, and you pass out. Uh, and it's a good thing you did that because uh, your plan worked. Um, so now. It is, lost my train of thought, lost my train of thought. Okay, it is the short fighter on the ground, and he is a bit confused as to where the purple tiefling just disappeared to, um, because his intelligence is not that great. (laughs) Um, He is just going to swing two of his hand axes at you again, Juilliard. So... Oh, that's a natural 20 for the first one. And the second one is a, an 8, so one of them hits you. Yep. Have we been doing double damage for natural 20? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Cool. So I get to do double damage on you. 
Which I guess would be the same as if I hit you twice with the hand axes, so like, whatever. And that is 10, so you take 20 damage. Okay. Are you dead? Nope. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like reflecting it off of his brass knuckles. He's like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, he swings his big boys at you, and he cuts you right up. You're you're looking a little bit torn up, Juilliard, I'm sure. Yeah, um, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now after Come on, him, Nori. Yeah, it's Nori. Thank also, you for reminding Nori, me. Has Nori you're welcome. Has Nori taken any damage by the way? No. He's kind of hiding uh, behind you guys. Or I guess there's only two to. of you now, but uh um It's just me and the good boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um for future reference, he is still wearing my cloak of gray, so um if he ever loses HP, every turn in combat he passes he gains one HP. Okay, cool. I need to familiarize myself with Nori's um spells more. That would be a great time for one of Nori's level 5 spells. So. Well, he doesn't got that, so... <laughs> It'd be a great time to give him a level 5 Just spell. finger of death, the random bandit. <laughs> Please. He's going to do frostbite to um, the rogue in, in front of you guys. The rogue needs to make a con save. Um, oh, that's a 20. So, yeah, the, <laughs> he saves from that. And I guess he takes no damage because it only works on a failed save. So Rip Tenori, who is not, who has literally done nothing this entire fight, which is not normal for him. Yeah, this rogue is dodging like fucking crazy up here. Yeah, um, he's a rogue, so it's it's on brand. <laughs> so n- now it is to you, Juilliard. Um, okay, two friends are asleep, one's a water boy, um, this is a- You don't know if Kits is asleep, she's just disappeared. I mean- Yeah, I'm, yeah, I guess you don't know. I'm assuming not good things are happening <laughs> in the world of Kitsa right now, I guess, because I can't see her. Um, wow, this is not a- this fight's not going well. Um- No, it's not. I think Juilliard- this isn't part- I mean, it, I guess it is part of my turn, but Juilliard tells Nori to- to run <laughs> sorry i'll let me act that out a little bit better okay uh <laughs> nori i think that if you have an apple you should take a big old bite right about now bud an apple what are you talking about juilliard throws him his teleportation apple <laughs> a nice move um, but nori what what is that nori just follow instructions all right take a bite of the apple we'll meet you there whenever we see you all right but but what is it gonna do you just gotta trust me on this one, buddy. We don't have much time. Uh, Nori, like, holds it and contemplates whether he's gonna listen to you or not. Okay. Um, so, I guess he... I'm still engaged with the fighter. There's not much I can really do to save... Well, I mean, like, I can't, like, really do anything to help Dartle until these people are dead. Um, okay. So, Juilliard's just gonna go all out, I think. So, um, we're gonna open up the attack by, um, pulling out Le Dagger that we got from Lily um and so he's going to um attack first with the dagger um which is just a slashing attack at the fighter Um, fighter okay we got a 13 to hit that does not hit okay well we're going to follow up with a bonus unarmed strike which i can do whenever i use a martial arts weapon um so we'll see if this uh the follow-up left hook uh lands 
That one definitely <laughs> lands. That's a uh, 24. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that'll do... Give me that damage. Uh, so that'll do... Uh, that's an 11 damage punch, which is pretty oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, dang. That's two in a row, I think. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to use uh, one of my key points to do Fury of Blows, which allows me to take two more unarmed strikes. Um, so I'll roll to hit for those. The first one, we got a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And the second one got a natural 20 to hit. All right, um, fine. So, so, uh, <laughs> I feel whoop. like you always roll really well on your on your key points. Uh, I feel like that's always a thing. Are you cheating? <laughs> I'm definitely not cheating. These dice don't cheat. Um, I don't know. Are you cheating? Rogue, I'm not cheating. Your rogue survived like four dex checks. I'm, I'm not sure we should be criticizing who for dice here. But yeah, the my rogue dice survived are dex checks? I mean, yeah, but like... <laughs> okay, I'm getting like four really high dex rolls. Okay, regardless, my dice are not lying. And how dare you accuse me of doing this stuff? Um... <laughs> And because you set the precedent, we get to do double damage, Han. So how does that sound? All right, so, do it. <laughs> okay, um, I'll do the first normal one, uh, the, the normal punch, um, which did six. Um, and then, okay, so that'll do seven damage. Um, gotcha. The second one will do uh, also seven damage, but times two. So that's 14. So that's a 21 damage combo. Damn, you have beaten this guy up a whole lot. He's looking not great, but he is definitely still standing. <laughs> He's Sturdy. still alive? Oh my god, he has so much HP. That's a yeah. that He is over... Wait, okay, so that was 21. Earlier he got hit for 13, so that's 34. So he ha Wow, he has a lot of HP. Okay, he might... Yeah, have, he sure does. He might have more HP than I do. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I was kind of surprised I didn't kill him. Wow, okay, so uh, <laughs> I guess that's my turn. <laughs> All right, that's your turn. Cool, cool, cool. Who's up after you? The rogue is up after you, and he um, still has his dagger, and he knows that it didn't work on uh, this small gnome, so he's going to try to throw it at the small water genasi. Um, and that is a 21, so yeah. He threw a dagger right into uh, Nori's shoulder. And that does seven damage to Nori. Um, so yeah, so this rogue throws his dagger with extreme precision right into Nori's shoulder and Nori falls to the ground and drops the apple that you gave to him, Juilliard. So now it is back to... Okay, so it's the ranger. So... Uh, Juilliard, you're the only one pretty much left that's really putting up a fight. So he is going to uh, send one arrow your way. And that is a 22. Does that hit? It does. What's the damage on it? Uh, let's see what the damage is on it. That is a five. Five damage. All right. Well, you, you know what's about to happen. I'm going to spend another key point, and I'm going to yip that thing right back at him. <laughs> <laughs> what right, verb yeah, did you it. just use? I said I'm gonna yip it right back at him. Yip was it I not? Right back is that at him. whole? 
Uh, yeah, clearly you don't know uh, what sound a dragon board makes as he deflects arrows. So you know, I just I don't. Mean, this arrow start, dangerous. Like a, yep. <laughs> yep. Is that is that the sound you're making or the sound the arrows making? Uh, yes. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think that's a. Verb. How much health do you have left, Juilliard? Uh, I have eleven HP left. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to roll to fling the arrow back at him to hit him. Okay, go for uh, it. That is a 17 to hit. Uh, add, yeah, to, to throw it back at the same guy, yes, that hits. Okay, and that does uh, six damage to him. Six damage. Okay. So, Juilliard... Similar to your teammates, or I guess you only saw your one teammate fall, but um, this gas, even though you're a bigger boy, you inhale more of it, and it, it takes about the same time to to take its effect on you, and uh, you just, all of the energy that was in you this morning is just gone, and you fall to the ground. As you are on the ground struggling to keep your eyes open, you see these three enemy soldiers, whatever they are, you see them sort of relax and see, okay, the, the big guy's out. We can kind of hold off a little bit. And you see uh, one of them, the, the one who was in the tree, uh, get down and he starts to parse the forest a little bit, looking to where Kitsa disappeared. And uh, you can probably tell what they're going to be looking for. And the, the rogue who was right in front of you he approaches a passed out nori behind you and he picks him up and he slings him over his shoulder and they are taking nori with them your eyes close and it is all black so eventually all three of you wake up and it's later it was still morning when you began the fight and now all you know is that the sun is setting behind you and Kitsa, you wake up and you see that your protective measures didn't really work. The bag of holding is next to you and you frantically rummage through it and the one thing that you suspected that they were looking for is gone. The orb is nowhere to be found. And uh, Dartle and Juilliard, as you wake up, you realize that Nori is nowhere to be seen. I told him to eat the apple. The apple's on the ground, you can see it. All right, there's a bite out of it, right? Like a nori-sized bite? No, it's completely the way... I don't know if you're still doing that slice thing. You slice it up and eat some of it, but however Juilliard gave it to to him, it's still in that way. Darn, darn Gen Zers never listen to anybody. But in front of you, you see through the clearing, you see the tracks of the ones who attacked you. The, uh, the short one with all the heavy armor, he had really heavy footsteps and these tracks are very easy to follow, and it's heading in the direction of where you're originally going. But as soon as the three of you wake up, the guild emblems that Arwen gave to you before you went on your solo adventures, they start to glow intensely. And now you have a choice to make.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.